life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it is said, when he ascended on high, he made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. When it says he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is the same as the one who ascended far above all the heavens, so that he might fill all things. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. Paul says, I, therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you. To lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Let us pray. Gracious God, I thank you for this moment. A moment that will never come again. May our hearts be open to receive all that you have for us. Move me out of the way. Hide me behind the cross. And let all that comes from this moment be from you. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. So Wood said earlier that they were going to talk about me without me being there on the podcast. I just wanted to let you know he does that anyway. So that is not anything new. But I wanted to begin this morning with a two-word term, street credibility. In your life, you may have enough experience in one thing where this particular word will circulate amongst your friends, colleagues, family members, and sometimes strangers that you have gained what is called street cred. This is a term that is thrown around frequently depending upon your location, your status, and of course your age. So for some of you in here, this is the first time you may have heard this term and most likely will be the last. You will hear these two words together. See, street cred is more often used as a way to describe the ability to command a level of respect in an environment due to an experience or knowledge of issues affecting those environments. Though I have been in festival service or with my family, I know you have spent some time in Ephesians. 
And no, I'm not telling you that you have street cred. But what you may already know is this letter is the only circular letter in the Pauline corpus intended for several churches. Therefore, it's not addressing issues of one particular church. You may already know Ephesians is a letter meant to be proclaimed within the church and emphasizes the theme of harmony in Christ in all settings. You may already know that Paul may or not be the author of this epistle, but regardless, it is attributed to him. And as you know, Paul is an apostle of Jesus Christ, and he has street cred. See, Ephesians is a letter that was being read in a diverse community, quite similar to this one. And in his current situation, he is inviting us all to hear. He is inviting us all to listen and acknowledge all the things that we have learned in chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3. See, this is the transition in chapter 4, where we are called as a community to live out our identity and purpose in Christ. Paul proclaims, and let us sit here for a moment. I, therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. There is no doubt that the actual imprisonment of Paul, regardless of where, underlies the usage of this phrase, underlies his street credibility, because his real imprisonment is set in relation to Christ and the gospel. This is where he proclaims to be imprisoned. He also said, I am a fool for Christ. See, our passage this morning is a challenge with a lofty performative goal. Paul's narrative and personal sacrifice presents a level of street credibility. He said, I am the Hebrews of the Hebrews. We know he had been transformed on the road to Damascus. These are the things about him that cannot be ignored. And this man who proclaims to be imprisoned in Christ, who proclaims to be a Hebrew of the Hebrews, who proclaims to be one in the ministry to God's people, is begging all to live a life worthy of the calling to which you were called. In his letter... Paul reminds the diverse array of God's people, the Jews and the Gentiles, that anyone hearing or reading this epistle today, yesterday, or tomorrow are given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. It is through Christ's life, it is through his death, it is through his resurrection that leads us into a lifelong journey shaped 
by the gospel, not shaped by us. It is so that they, we, you, can understand that God's extension of grace toward us empowers us for service in a very unique way. Whenever we hear the words together, diversity and inclusion, we fail to think about unity. In this passage, the goal is for us to be unified in the community where diversity and inclusion and the brokenness of human life is held together by God's grace. We are called to live a life worthy of the calling. We are a community building up the body of Christ with all humility, gentleness, patience, while bearing with one another in love. We are being called to make every effort to maintain the unity in the Holy Spirit. This is a lofty goal, but I have seen it. I have witnessed it. I have seen this unity in the work of my life, within my life, within the work of others' lives. I've witnessed this unity at work in all that we do as a church. I have witnessed this unity in particular every year in Vacation Bible School, no matter where you go, no matter the location, even in the midst of imperfection and chaos, challenges, complaints, and spiritual investment that we may never see mature, I have witnessed unity at work. Last week, a diverse array of God's people, brown, white, young, not so young, thin, (laughs) thick, short, tall, parents, youth, paid and unpaid, all came together to create a space where Christ's love and God's grace was experienced. I witnessed the unity of Christ. And so many of you were there. We saw one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God. It is because of this unity that we do well to see where the oneness is located, entirely on the side of God. All we did was plan, but God did the rest. See, what I need for you to understand is like so many other children, I began my own personal journey in Christ because of vacation Bible school. Where unconditional love, snacks, those crafts that parents complain about when they're brought home, and God's grace changed my life. 
And I can tell you from experience, it changes a child's life and perspective. See, VBS is not only service, it's also where God takes priority. God's priority over our relatedness to family, to time, ethnicity, culture, nation, gender, class, or any other group we claim to be belong to because we are the household of God. Diversity and inclusion took place right here in McGowan Hall and all over Dolphin Way because of God, not numbers, not giving, but God. Where ministry is, the rest will follow. In that moment, we were inclusive. In that moment, we were diverse. In that moment, we were unified. So when we are called to lead a life According to the call that we are called into, it is a life about leading other people. It is not about self. It is about service to God's people no matter what. Doesn't matter who they are. A young girl shared with me that her grandmother had died on Saturday. But she didn't want to talk about it. So I sat with her, and we colored, and I prayed for her. You never know how God is calling us to show up. See, leading is about others. We're living is about self. Paul is telling us to lead, not live into the calling but lead the calling. He is urging you not to lose sight of the goal, to join and knit together by God's grace, all of God's people, regardless of their abilities, regardless of their class, regardless of their color, regardless of their belief. He is calling us to promote the growth of the body of Christ where we are building ourselves up in love, where Christ is the central focus of our expression and faith is the central expression of our focus. See, there is much here in this text to encourage us to build up an inclusive, not exclusive community where everyone is worthy of God's abundance and unity is displayed in a way in which we recognize in one another, accept each other, and celebrate. And celebrate all of God's gifts for building up the body of Christ. Unity and oneness is not something we as followers of Christ accept or reject. It is performative. 
It is something that we choose to do. Unity is an action knit together by God's grace. It's a sign of maturity in Christ and not political correctness. There is only one body in Christ and we can grow, we can stagnate, or we can die depending upon how we lead this community life. This is worthy of the calling to which you have been called. We are to act in love to one another. We are to be a new community, not the community, a new community every day, every week, every month, every year, unified in humility, gentleness, and patience. See, as we continue to feed the hungry, care for the sick, visit the imprisoned, help the helpless, hope for the hopeless, that is what we give. We are to remember that each of us was given a measure of God's grace to not only share with others, but to act in a matter where each of us has recognized the gifts that we are given are not for self, but to build up others in love. See, we're not alone in leading a life worthy of the calling. All of this is made possible because we are unified because of our faith because of God's grace, because of our love. And it is by the complete saturation of God's presence and influence that requires our observation and participation. See, we participate through our expressions of love and peace. And as we witness the miracles of God within the body of Christ, We are unified, not uniformed, not conformed, not politically correct, but unified because of the body of Christ. When we think about communion and journeying to this table of grace, It is by this unity, by this inclusion, by diversity, that we will recognize, too, that we also have street cred. We know Christ, and we're called to lead by sharing Christ, by sharing our gifts by being with one another. So today, I challenge you to recognize your call, your call to lead a life worthy of including all diverse voices, people, places, experiences, 
to build up one another, not as an us versus them. Vacation Bible School. Unified a community. That's what it means to live and to lead a life worthy of the calling. To open our doors to all God's people and to live abundantly in God's grace. We are one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God. Lead the life where the one is unified out of love, humility, gentleness, grace, and peace, knowing that God is using each of us to make a difference in somebody's life. Lead your life for God is with us all. Let us pray. We thank you, Lord, for showing us what unity looks like. Sometimes we need to see and experience it for ourselves before we can tell about the one who came for us. Let us know that the service that we have in our community is a love that we share with one another is because of you. It's not for ourselves. It's not for an extra blessing. It's because of you. It is your grace that leads us and guides us and reminds us there's only one. And that one is you. We bless your holy name for all the abilities, for all the children, for all the volunteers and the parents, for the youth, for the snacks, for all that you did to show us what unity looks like through diversity and inclusion. Continue to use us all for your glory, God. Let our hearts remain open as we go to this table filled with your grace. And all of God's people said, Amen.